What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Finding the Fantastic. It's that time where we try to do what it is our vision is to do, which is to give hope to the insanity of humankind who thinks that all they're supposed to do day after day is the same thing in the stereotype, which is insanity. And our goal is to give hope to that, to say, no, let us break the stereotype, to break the insanity, to get different results so that we can feel like way better, right? I don't want to say fantastic. Fantastic is the end goal, right? That's the goal, 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 goal. But think about it guys like this life we live is hard it's tough a lot of people are like oh your life must be fantastic no life is hard <laughs> life is tough there's a lot of tears a lot of emotions a lot of things right it's in the finding of the fantastic that's where we find like i hate to use the word fulfillment but i'll use the word fulfillment right um but we got to figure out our own selves we got to explore our own emotions we got to be authentic with ourselves and transparent i hate to use the word authentic now i used to love it but everybody's using it it's so cliche it's such a trend it's trendy to be authentic it's actually not because real authenticity means you're breaking the stereotype that society has set before you and that's not trendy i burped excuse me that's not trendy that's not cool people Actually, it is cool. It's not trendy, though, and it's scary, right? It's cool because when you see someone who's authentic, you're like, wow, they're really confident. They're really unique. They're really themselves. And you're like, yeah, it's so cool. But it's scary to do, and you have to really, like, get into your emotions and yourselves. Can we talk about codependency, right? I know it was, like, a huge left turn, but that's one of my things that I'm figuring out, right, about myself is this concept of codependency. And I used to think codependency codependency was only for those who enabled people who were alcoholics or drug addicts, right? Now, codependency stalks the people who have empathy. They are empaths. Stalks the people with high anxiety. Codependency is this need to always take care of another above yourself. Is this desire to make sure everything's okay, even to a detriment of yourself. Even to the detriment of the other person because you don't understand you're actually like doing more harm than good. Like I always have this desire to make sure everything's okay. So I'm always like, are you okay? Are you okay? What's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong? Are you okay? Because like my empathness is feeling it. So I want to like fix it when the reality is everything's fine. And by me saying, are you okay? Are you okay? It's making the other person uncomfortable think that maybe something's not okay. Why are they asking me? What's the insecurity? And then this is something I will, I will have done. I had, I was out with a friend for lunch and my friend's actually the one that helped me to realize this codependency issue. But the example was she was getting something to eat and she asked me, aren't you getting something to eat? And I was like, uh, no, I wasn't going to, uh, maybe, but I mean, I can. And she's like, I'm good. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And like three minutes later, she's like, you're sure you don't want anything to eat? And my empathingness, whatever you want to call it, made me think, well, she wants me to eat with her, but she doesn't want to eat by herself. I'm making her feel small by eating by herself. Therefore, I need to order food and eat as well, even though I know I'm trying to lose weight and I already had breakfast. But it's not about me. It's about her. Therefore, I should take care of her. Look at that, right? Look at that codependency, right? And the reality is I don't know what she was feeling. I don't know if that would have made her feel better or not. And at the end of the conversation, I asked her, she goes, no, I didn't. It would have been fine had you not eaten anything. And I was like, I just asked you a million times. Like, you asked me, but I, like, responded in a million different ways. And it was weird. And this whole thing is weird. And I was so codependent on it, right? And from the outside viewing a codependent relationship, 
When you see someone you care about being codependent on somebody, you think that the person is doing it to the person, right? So not the person who's codependent, but the person who's receiving it, you think they're the one doing it. They're sucking all of that attention. They're sucking all of this, you know, service and whatever. When the reality is I'm doing it. I'm the one choosing to be codependent to my detriment and to their detriment. And it'll ruin the relationship because I'm creating a mountain out of a molehill. Why can't I just believe that everything's okay? Well, there's trauma, this and that, and trust issues. But nonetheless, I've got to get over it. I have got to come to a sense of self-okayness, right? I've got to come to this concept. Don't ask that, Colleen. Don't be codependent. No one can make you feel insignificant without your consent, right? And I am allowing consent left and right. I'm allowing how other people view things and if they like me or not, make me feel insignificant. And I'm... I am giving them consent to do it. I am doing the codependency on myself and I need to stop. I need to make a mental choice to stop. It's not easy. I think the first step is like identifying it. Calling you're being codependent right now. Stop reading into it. And so what if they're upset about it? So what if they want to eat and you don't? So what if they sit there and they look angry? The reality is they're probably not angry. They're just chilling because we all know about that RBF, right? So calm down, girl. Relax. And this is going to be something I got to work on. I'm going to read a book. I got a book coming in called uh, Codependency No More. Because it literally makes me feel insane. It makes me feel like I'm losing my mind. Because at every turn, I have all these human emotions. I'm like trying to service and take care of when the reality is I've got to stop. It's got to stop. The madness must end. So think about that for you, right? And I used to argue that, oh, I'm just an empath. Oh, I'm just really good at taking care of people. Being an empath doesn't mean you solve a problem for someone. And I have to give this credit to Effie, my friend, who talked me through this. But being an empath doesn't mean you solve a person's problem. It means you feel what they're feeling. Okay? And sometimes those feelings can be a wrong distinction of what they're actually going through. So think about that next time. You empaths out there, you people pleasers out there, don't look to solve a problem. Look to identify that you're feeling something and they might be feeling something and sit in it. Logically think about it, okay? If you like what you heard in the podcast, please share. Please, please, please. I'd love some new followers, listeners, just because I'm trying to really change the world out here to prove to humankind that you are beautiful and diverse and you matter. And together we can change the world through that diversity, right? All right, I gotta go. Bye.